Hi, and I'm back. Welcome to a new season of 100 on Books. And also, welcome back to me being on video, because honestly, I mean, what was the point of our channel? Do you know what I mean? Um, and because it's a new season, we're doing things a little bit differently, which includes having a guest. And I'm so excited about today's guest because... I really, really, really like this person, you know. So it's nice to have somebody who you like IRL on the URLs. So joining us today is Wendy Njoroge. She is a book lover, a reading advocate, and a community builder. When she's not being a mom to her several plants, one cat, and four human babies, she works as a curator at Books and Wine. It's a community of book and wine lovers who love to explore and discover books and wines from all over the world. She's also the chief bookstan at Somanami Books, a bookish hub that encompasses a bookstore, a book club, a book subscription box, and a book cafe. Welcome, Wendy. Thank you, Nyambura. Thank you for having me. I'm so so happy to have you here. I mean, like, so just some context for the people who are watching this or listening to this and wondering, hey, why are you so hype? Wendy, <laughs> slid into my DMs. Listen, first of all, more people need to slide into my DMs. See Mutani on Twitter. Not Dutch Mutant on Instagram. More people need to slide into my DMs because I am, I am uh, always open to bookish conversations. You can't see the <laughs> wink, but I winked. I'm like Rihanna. I don't know how to wink. Um, <laughs> no, so Wendy slid into, into our DMs and... And she said, hey, do you guys want to meet up? You guys was um, the co-host of my podcast at that time, um, Two Girls and a Pod. And she said, you guys want to meet up and, and I have books for you. I know. And you have such a special place in my heart. Oh, thank you so much. I used to listen to you guys every new episode. Ugh. And I remember like going to work and listening to you guys and you guys setting the mood for my day. Oh. So giving books was the least I could do. Thank you so much. Mm. Listen, I mean, this is not a, a fan girl, um, you know, exercise. We're here to conduct some very S- important talk. business, some serious business. And just to start us off, you know, uh, set the mood. I'm really curious about your journey as a reader because mm-hmm. you do all of these bookish things. And yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm wondering, how, how, how do you become a reader? And before we, we started recording, you were telling me about how, and people, let me tell you, there's a lot to be unpacked here. But when you were telling me her 12-year-old has a Kindle because she's such a voracious reader. And so I'm interested <laughs> in your journey as a reader, but yeah. also your, how, how one goes about bookish parenting. Ooh, that's a, that's a, a very interesting question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Actually, my earliest memories of owning a b- books was um, because I'm, I'm, in a back, I'm, I'm born in a big family. I'm number five out of six. So I have older siblings. And one of my elder sisters had a boyfriend who was a reader. Like he always used to walk around with books. And so I think when he realized that I had an interest in books, he used to buy me books. So I remember reading Alfred Hitchcock, the detective series, um, <clears throat> the regular princess stories, you know, and what else? And then, of course, I graduated to stealing their books, books I had no business reading at, say, like 10, 12. You know, John Grisham, Sidney Sheldon, the usual staple, Mario Puzo, uh, Major Mwangi. So 
I don't remember a time when I was not in love with books. Yeah. And I just hope the same translates to my kids. So I give them a required reading list. <laughs> well, it's subtle, okay, but not subtle. <laughs> and I'm just like really uh, for, uh, fortunate to have a child who loves loves to read, who is reading me broke, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so hence the Kindle part, because yeah, ebooks sometimes are a little bit more accessible and the price is better. Mm. Mm, yes, and also I mean Wendy knows this, but. We stand libraries in this house, and yes. libraries are a great way, especially for the voracious readers amongst us. I mean, my mother ended up with two reading children, and let me tell you, the Kenya National Library Service really came through yeah. for that lady, yeah. because we'd probably have read her out of house and home, you know, with the rate at which we're reading. I know, so right? I totally get where you're coming from. Like, there is this... there is. I need obviously to keep supplying. You know, it's like if you're on a, on some level like a drug dealer, but it's <laughs> it's a good drug. <laughs> you know, it's a sort of drug um, we we would like our children to be consuming. I don't know why I'm True. saying we like I'm a parent. No, by association. I'm, I'm doing the, that thing too. Our women, our children. <laughs> Who is our? <laughs> you're the village raising. <laughs> Okay, so um, some more background. So when mm-hmm. I when when we first when I first met you, you were in a marketing role at a at a local bookstore chain. Yeah, and I'm curious about whether you've always worked with books. Uh, funny enough, no. I for the longest time, like since I left school, I used to work in advertising, which was really a lot of fun, a lot of fun and fun times, and a lot of hard work, and I enjoyed that for a couple of years until I needed to like switch up things and so I saw that troll come up on my LinkedIn so I said hmm a bookstore I've always been a lover of books but mm-hmm. I thought that was a hobby not work right so I said let me try it out you never know what happens at the very least I'll probably get free books so that was my incentive <laughs> <laughs> and I stayed there for about five years and I got to meet a lot of great people, like just understand the industry a lot better, meet a lot of nice, wonderful people doing great things like Nyambura. And yeah, we're here now. How was that transition? Because I worked in advertising straight out of or out of uh, high school. Ah, it's brutal, Not right? high school. Come Uni. on, girl. Hey, you've been working since 18. All my life I had to fight. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. No, I meant um, uni, mm-hmm. and it was. It must have been quite the transition for you because oh, yeah. advertising TM is it's a world unto itself. Oh, I yeah. feel like so. How did you make that transition? Um, you know, I I had just like burnt out from the high frequency that advertising runs on, so I really needed to do a three sixty career wise, like I just needed to have a life outside work. And um, so I was open at that time for whatever. So getting a serious 8 to 5, you know, where you're getting at 8 and you leave at 5 and you're guaranteed you're leaving at 5 and you have a whole lunch hour, it was like a dream for me. Coming from working like 14 hours and some weird hours, weekends, events, things, oh, yeah. It was beautiful. 
until it got boring. <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like the sort of people who work in advertising have this, like, you know, they chase a certain thrill. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, things will, other things will get boring, you know. Yeah, so. true, true. You get but, used to that and then everyone else looks like they are, they are in slow-mo. <laughs> Are you slow? Why, why are you not are responding are to my fast? email that I sent at 10 p.m.? <laughs> Questions that need answers. Yeah. Um, so I know you work as a curator at Books and Wine, and I'm curious about what informs the Books and Wine pairing. If mm-hmm. I remember correctly, this is Chilean Wine Month, if I'm, if I'm not wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you know what? COVID has thrown us all over the place, mm-hmm. so we are not at regular programming. But um, this was born out of uh, love for the two things, like books and wine, and the need to explore and widen my horizon. So I figured, why not bring other people along, you know, as I get to learn more about books, um, more about wine, expose myself to more books, meet people. I'm telling you, this is the reason why this is what happens when you don't have friends who have the same interests with you, you go about starting <laughs> all these kinds of communities so that you meet people who like the same things as you. So that's where Books and Wine was born. And uh, before COVID, of course, we used to have really nice meetups uh, to explore wine. Uh, I bring a Somalia to talk to us about wine, tell us, you know, swirl it like this. You know, this is how you dip your nose in and you know, <laughs> all the fi- fine, fine things. Yes. So um, from there, uh, then, of course, the books is the conversation piece because you, it's not a drinking party. It's a, you know, it's a discovery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a difference. Mm-hmm. So that's been books and wine for before COVID. Uh, um, well, in quarantine, we've just been um, connecting online which is very different. And yeah, we're working on a couple of other things like um, doing a shop to books and wine. Um, I realized that a lot of the things we recommend, people don't know where to get. So that's come about as a natural transition. So we're really excited about that. Um, From our website, we are building out a shop that hopefully all our fans can get access to all the nice things that we talk about. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> just to go back, because I, this is really, I mean, I don't drink anymore. <laughs> anymore. The operative <laughs> word here is anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm curious about, about that pairing. Yeah. You know, um, how, how do you say this ah. book and this and this wine okay. go together? Or ah. like this region? And I mean, a region makes some sense, I okay. think. But okay. like, so we, we, we've been switching it up, like, from time to time. So we've had poetry. So basically, we'll just take inspiration from a general topic. So, like, um, the poetry we did, we did a love theme. So, like, what wines sort of communicate that kind of message? So you'll have your rosé, your bubblies, and then, of course, poetry, because who in love does not write missives <laughs> to their <laughs> beloved so <laughs> so that that was one and then we've had uh, some episode where we um had a spoken word artist in in the in the audience perform their their book 
uh, that was very interesting. So, and the wines from that time, I forget the theme, but we switch it up so that if you keep coming back, you're not coming back to the same show. We make sure you, we expose you to um, several wines because that's a, that's a goal to lower the risk of trying something new. Mm -hmm. Because when you're at the shelf, you look at the bottle and you're like, hmm, I'm not sure what exactly Riesling means or a Chenin Blanc means. So let me just stick to my sweet red that I know and trust, right? But if we bring you to an, to an environment where we tell you this is this and this is that, you, get, you give yourself a mission to try. Same as books, and I feel that's like same as books. If somebody reads a passage for you from a book that you don't think is your type, you're willing to, you know, give it a shot. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's a theme in your work, mm -hmm. this whole giving people room and, you know, like a, a structured way in which to, to try things, to explore things and so on, which I think is such a fantastic thing because that, that happens often in the world of books, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was having this conversation with somebody in regards to this podcast, actually, where they were saying, yeah. I feel like I don't understand the things you're talking about when you talk about books. And yeah. it's like, it's just, it's just books. It's a hobby, you yeah. know? But the, it helps to have some sort of structure, which is what, for instance, really good librarians do. They, yes. they direct you in certain directions. They curate, essentially. The, exactly. Which is what you do. Yes. Which leads us to the other curatorial position you hold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is, um, you are constantly, I feel, curating communities about, around not just books, but also like literary ideas, mm -hmm. literary movements, literary happenings, and so on. And... Um, how do you go about which books to highlight, which ideas to highlight? What, what's, you know, what's the chemistry that leads mm. to, you know, the Powerpuff Girls that are <coughs> all of your different ventures? <laughs> you know, um, uh, actually, I wish there was like a plan and a design to all these things that I end up getting into, mm -hmm. but <laughs> there's none. There's no five-year strategy and all those things. It's just following my gut and following my passion and seeing where it leads and being a fan, first of all, and looking for those things. And when I don't find them and thinking, but why not create them? You know? So I, some, the other thing that I do is that um, my partner and I, her name is Mudoni, very, very magnificent human being. Uh, we run something called Somanami Books, which started out in a very, interesting way um i still part of like several book clubs uh because yeah why be in one well you can be in several why indeed <laughs> the more <Yes>. the merrier <laughs> so uh, we were in a book club together and actually we met because of books which yeah again the uh, story of my here. life <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i met mudoni in a book club and we used to be in a book club called bookish people and uh, we read some very interesting books from 2018, 2019. And uh, when the pandemic happened, of course, threw our things out of mode because we used to meet uh, um, in person. So when the chemistry of in person was not there, the bookish people sort of started wavering and winning out. And we thought, let's just redo this thing, right? Hence, uh, Somanami Books, which is just, 
it's more than a book club. So we took the book club idea because that's that's the heart of it. Books are about people coming together, appreciating them, reading them, taking them apart mentally. Not do not touch a book <laughs> physically. <laughs> take it apart physically. Yes. So and we our goal and that's what we are working on is to build out a bookish hub. Yeah which is um encompasses the book club of course which is free and open to all and a bookstore uh to bring in the books that we really want to read oh you 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 live in Nairobi we're going so to take you know. a break here we're going to take a break in this transmission for me to say something <laughs> Wendy please vent <laughs> Yes. Butter, honey, pig bread. Butter, pig, honey bread. Listen, I've even forgotten how to Francesca say its title. Equine. It's by Francesca Equinasi. And yeah. guess what these people did? These people brought in a book and are selling Amongst it for others. a full 2,900 pesos a Kenya. No. <clears throat> I mean, granted, the, yeah. the, the it's it's also it's not cheap where it's coming from. Even in yeah. the states, I know for a fact it's it's twenty dollars like, or so. It's it's yeah. not cheap. Yeah, and that's it's probably cheaper here than the UK listing because I think it's about uh, eighteen sixteen pounds or something like that. That's true. Yeah, and I mean, like I know this is you you had a whole statement you were about to make, but <laughs> let's unpack that. Why are books so expensive in this country? Ah. Uh, Stares directly into the camera. Yes. Um, <clears throat> this is now above us. <laughs> <laughs> is it time we pray? <laughs> we, we are going to handle this over too. I I know. I think the the whole structure of how uh, books come to reach con- readers' hands, it's riddled with so much, and um, including taxes. Uh, which I think, you know, the, um, a book is an essential thing, should be zero rated, but yeah, they're not. Uh, importation, uh, the fact that if you look at a lot of uh, publishers, um, like their websites and stuff, their information, where we fall in the globe is not considered very significant. <laughs> so you'll see that they probably have agencies in uh, Middle East and Africa, which basically means uh, Egypt and South Africa and the Horn, you know, uh, Dubai and the rest. And that's like the closest that we are from somebody actively marketing and trying to bring books to sub-Saharan Africa. So for people that are going out of their way to make sure that they get uh, these books available, the costs mount up. And, yeah, it's I mean, just <laughs> But let me just say, if, if anyone wants to have someone who has experience in advertising come on and help them with their political platform, and their platform includes zero-rate books. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say this often, and... Kenyan politics, I've, a lot of politics is very messy, but yeah. 
I will contribute to that platform. I will I will write a blog post, you know, yeah. I will I will make a, a post or something because this is it's such a huge barrier to entry for so many of us, you know, like some of us who have voracious readers in our house, who are voracious readers ourselves. Yeah. It's such an expensive hobby. Mm -hmm. You know, if if a book on average is going to cost you 1,500 shillings, that's, let's let's call it 15 US dollars. Yeah. And you're reading maybe five, six books a month or something. For special people who read a book in one sitting, I don't know what they do with their lives. So if, if, if you're spending kind of 9,000, 10,000 shillings a month, if, if the cost of the books you're reading is yeah. 9,000, 10,000 mm-hmm. dollars a month, I mean shillings a month, which is the cost of a bed sitter, oh sorry, a studio apartment <laughs> in, <laughs> in some parts of in Nairobi, Greater Nairobi, you know, um, it, you can't afford it. True. And, and I feel like we're always having these conversations. I, I remember, <laughs> I'm going to have her here one day, Yeah. Money. Ah, <laughs> was, okay. was was. In an argument on Twitter, but I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not asking you to answer for Modoni, but mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a conversation Modoni was having on Twitter about how uh, um, there's no way for us to justify piracy and so on. And some people were saying that the cost of books by the time they arrive here is yeah. so high that that might be why people engage in piracy. Yeah. Obviously, I respect creators. I love how I keep turning to the camera so that the camera knows I'm taking this very seriously. <laughs> but um, that that is something. But you, you know, know what else can be done on a public sphere mm-hmm. is built out uh, a library infrastructure, mm-hmm. public library infrastructure. And it's possible uh, because I think the two go hand in hand. The space for libraries and the space for commercial booksellers and I don't know if there's been like deliberate effort to um to make the you know like the Kenyan National Library Service accessible machinani outside the big towns. And well, we are lucky we're in Nairobi, but that's not everybody's story. Um not everyone can go walk into a library and get access to books. So there's also that zero rating. I hope the government is taking notes on these things. They better, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) There's zero-rating books, and then there's building community libraries. So I think that would go a big way, a a long way into, like, just alleviating the whole thing of access. Yeah. Yeah, because I know um, KNLS, with the promulgation of the 2010 Constitution, uh, Mm -hmm. set up um, a library in every county headquarter where okay. there previously was not. You know, some of those traditional provincial headquarters had yes. libraries, your Embu, your Kisumu, and, and so on. Yeah. So there are more libraries in real terms. But yeah. again, we go back to, which is a thing, um, I, I'm, I'm just going to ask you. <laughs> we go back to the fact that there are not a lot of African books in those libraries. For instance, KNLS gets a lot of books from Book Aid, yeah. which donates British books or the books that are hot in, in the UK. Yeah. And they're generally not African books. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, and that's something I've observed that your your endeavors really have a focus on, you know, uh, books from the global south, which is a, a, a huge concern of mine on a hundred on books. So maybe talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. Um. So at uh, Somanami Books, uh, especially the book club side, we made it very deliberate that we only read books by Africans. Uh, written by Africans or people of African descent. 
because uh, traditionally we don't have access to those things. And those are the books that we feel see us and those stories talk to us and we see ourselves in them. So we have that bias to amplify the stories that have people that look like us. So, yeah, we <laughs> a bit unapologetic about it. Yeah. And what's that to apologize for? If you go on BookTube, like we are right now, because this is going to also be uh, on YouTube, yeah. there's such an overwhelming number of, not just Westerners, Americans. Yes. So, and, and of course, because they read American books or books published in the US, yeah. it, it means the internet, the, the bookish internet skews a certain way. Yes. And if you want to participate in those conversations, you need to be talking about what uh, they are talking about. Yes. You know? And so I think it's such an act of courage and, and such a necessary act, such a, a radical act to say we will center African stories, you know, mm-hmm, we will mm-hmm. center stories by people of African descent because... Yeah. I mean, no one else is checking for us. You true. Know. <laughs> <laughs> true, 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 true. But let me get off my little soapbox no, and we, um, mm-hmm. go which, on. Which reminds me of something that really just like grates at me. Um, there's the Heinemann uh, African Writer series that... <laughs> Speak on it, please. <laughs> that I keep crying about every two weeks on the internet. Um, these are books that were published from the 70s through the 80s and I think early 90s. And they that was a revolutionary thing because they took Anglophone writers, uh, Lusophone and Francophone, and did translations across. And they published many people in their hundreds. Of course, right now we remember Chinwachebe, Ngugi Wathiongo, Ama Taido, the people that have gone on to publish other books outside the the Heinemann uh, umbrella. But those books uh, at the pi- time of publication that were in their hundreds, right? And try looking for those books today. Woo! <laughs> I could write an essay about this, okay. <laughs> in, in contrast, uh, your average library uh, bookstore will have a Dickens, will have Shakespeare, people that have been dead over 400 years or more. They've been dead, yeah. you know. <laughs> so you can see <laughs> the kind of voices that are surviving and the ones that are dying off. So I think us prioritizing ourselves is, like you said, yeah, it's a radical act of self-love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't know who will petition. You said this is on YouTube, right? Yes. So please, YouTube people. <laughs> 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 we need we really need that series back in print because if it goes if it dies and goes out of print future generations will never know that those books were were ever written right yeah and remember we grew up even on the pesetas mm-hmm. i look for those things so much i can't find pesetas anymore that's I mean, I don't say this lightly, and I know I'm going to sound melodramatic, but that really is tragic. Exactly. Because I I really value archival records, and everything we are, we are doing is mm-hmm. building into an archive, you know. But what happens when every 20 or so years the archive is essentially being erased, which is what's happening. If you ah. can't find AWS books, 
I think I told you this on Twitter how yeah. I I spoke to a professor at an American university and he'd been given a huge budget in the thousands of dollars yeah. to essentially hunt down every AWS title. Wow. And it's become he a collectible. Had, he had found them. He had found so many that he even found duplicate copies that he gave away. That's he was so like, tragic. "Well, you know, I have book 50, you can have it." And I mean, I was thinking to myself, your average Kenyan public library does not have those books or at least does not have the complete set of those AWS titles and as you're saying they were so many yeah but that is our literary tradition as yes. africans yeah. uh, because AWS was the largest project to put out the african writers series in case anyone is wondering what is this AWS <laughs> it's not amazon web services yeah. it is african writers <laughs> yeah and and there were all of these books that that Um Chinua Chebe was the was the first editor if I remember correctly and he they put out all of these books which most of them now are nowhere to be found you know mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like hunting for a needle in a haystack and it shouldn't be that because we should yeah. be able to say in the same way as you're saying westerners are able to look back to dickens or austen or insert name here yeah. we should be able to easily exactly. reach back to to those authors you know so he iwe changamoto kwa wote wenye <laughs> I mean like I'm whoever has power so yeah, exactly makes a hill is uh, horrible. <laughs> Changamoto <laughs> is the only thing I had on deck. Now uh, it's you. Finished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um I I don't know if you remember but um uh, I've met you at literary happenings and Ooh, it's always it's yes. always a nice thing to hang out with Wendy at literary <laughs> happenings cuz she always buys me drinks. <laughs> <laughs> when she was drinking I sound so thirsty like all I want is to be bought drinks <laughs> nothing wrong with that mm. but uh, I'm curious about what you think makes for a good literary happening a good literary event a good literary yes. um even as you're saying since now you're curating book boxes and things like those which uh, that's so exciting because yes. the num- the jealousy I used to feel seeing people unboxing book boxes in the west and being like Why can't we have nice things? I want that. You know? <laughs> so, what do you think goes into the making of a, of a good book happening? If someone is listening and they're like, "I too yeah. would like to start something bookish." What yeah. what do you think make what's what goes into the magic? Bef- before I go to the magic, mm-hmm. uh, you've touched on the book box, something close to my heart. Mm-hmm. So, let me sound off on that. Um so <clears throat> we uh Modoni and I had this lovely idea that people would like to receive like a book book bookish gift bookish box and we were not wrong because uh we've been putting together this uh subscription box initially we thought okay this will be for everybody who wants to reward themselves every month like yes i'm my own fan i'm gifting myself every month and there's that but a lot of more people are giving other people which is really lovely to see and which I'm, I'm a bit hurt because nobody has worked me one yet. Don't I have friends? Wow. Nyambura, <laughs> am I not your friend? Wow. <laughs> you come to me on the day of my rat daughter's wedding to attack me on my podcast. <laughs> But yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> but also noted. Back to yes. <laughs> back to the box. So we put together a selection of uh, some books, um some merch, merchandise and just fun things that we think bookish uh, people would love to receive so please do check that out on our website that's 
www.somanami.co.k. We are going to put it down there on 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 <coughs> YouTube mm-hmm. and in the <laughs> description. The yes. <laughs> <laughs> so tap on subscription, and it's really a lovely way to because gift giving is hard. Oh my gosh, especially because you have birthdays. Sometimes you want to give somebody for a birthday, or an anniversary, or Christmas, or Ramadan. Or, or, no, Ramadan. Eid. Oh, Eid, sorry. <laughs> Tomorrow is Eid <laughs> can't of future, see, actually. can see my ignorance. <laughs> so, um, sometimes those are five gifts across the year. So, this should be one of them. Anywho. Oh, all of them, even. Oh, yes. All of them. Advocate for now that. Now that I've been told strongly. <laughs> it was not even a hint. I was informed. <laughs> <laughs> that a gift is expected. Mm-hmm. Noted. <laughs> mm. So, about the literary uh, festivals... Uh, or literary uh, happenings generally, oh, what do you think okay. makes for a good one? Because I mean, yeah. you're you're doing all of these bookish things, but you're also attending all of these bookish things. Yeah, and I'm sure at this point you have a sense of like this is this is what makes for a really good one. This is a winning combination, you know. Yeah. When the drinks are flowing, the conversation is popping. Yes. You know, the lights are great or whatever. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, re- I'm really curious about that. I'm also asking for myself because this is a bookish happening. Yeah. And it would be great if uh, ten seasons from now, guys are like, you know, the magic on Yambura's podcast. Podcast is X Y Z, and then it turns is out it, the magic was just the thing that, the hot that chocolate. it's a hot chocolate, really. I mean, <laughs> it's a that's the secret. Look on my drinks, bring my, bring my vibes. Exactly. What does the light go? <laughs> so yeah, I have attended a couple because every excuse I could get, I I went. So there was there used to be Story Moja Festival, which I pray comes back. Um, Sometime, uh, then the we met at Raitivism, mm-hmm. which was really something. Ugandans know how to do the thing. I'm just I know, saying, right? Like, <laughs> I stand Ugandans. Okay. So yeah, that was us in a Kampala coach transnighting. <laughs> like you have two days of leave, but you're leaving the country to go for a book event. Yeah, so I think a a, a good program, you know, a good program. Of course, the logistics have to be, like, top-notch, especially if you have visitors who are coming from out of town and they don't know where to go, where, how to take a bus. You know, you might tell them we are meeting at the museum, but where is the, where is the museum mm-hmm. in relation to everything else? So you have to have, like, a really strong logistical plan on ground. The program attracts the people, uh, a diverse... Uh, curation of the speakers the theme i think the theme has to be it right because mm-hmm. that's the first thing you see when it's advertised and you're like yes legacy Same, i'm yeah. going mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and actually my dream is to just be rich enough to be able to hop onto every other festival i at some point i was saving to go to ake mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i want to go to abantu to africa rights you know all of them Right? Yep, yep, yep. So, you know what? Someone needs to give you a grant and then a special project. You make a project out of it. Excuse me, internet. Somebody's. Yeah, I mean, please, anybody who has grants to give and yeah. wants to give someone. I mean, I'm also on oh the list. Oh my gosh, you know, that's a whole. That's a. Yeah, that's an idea. Yeah. Because there is something to be touring, said about. Touring festivals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you have that as a whole season. You know, like uh, yeah. Anthony Boudin kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know it, yeah, yeah. Because I also think, for yeah. instance, there is, for instance, when we are in Uganda, and by mm-hmm. we I mean the two of us, both of us are Kenyans. Yeah. <laughs> when we are in Uganda, we experience Uganda very differently from Ugandans. Precisely. Yeah. Because we we come in with with our own history, our own notion of literature. Yes. We come. Some of us come in traumatized from uh, you know literature classes. <laughs> we we that trauma is, is resident theme? in our bones. <laughs> When yeah. someone tells us what 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 to analyze a text, we 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 feel like we they are attacking it's us. An you exam. Know. It's like my friend, <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> but that has a particular history, and people from other places they encounter don't have the same in different too. ways. You know, so it would be so interesting to have a Kenyan go to all of these places. And I know. Yeah, you you could that's be that a, Kenyan. Yeah, that's it could be me too. Show. It could be both of us. It could. It should be. Both Think of about us. it. It could be both of us. Yes, I'll I'll buy <laughs> drinks. Uh, <laughs> you had me a drinks. You had me a drinks. Like, okay, listen. Yeah. I know I sound like a cheap date, but it's because I am. <laughs> there's no shame in admitting it. There's no shame mm. in the game, you know. Exactly. So yeah. So there's the program. Then there's uh, the art surrounding it, like the visual art, the music acts, the food, the book sales. You know, it's just a whole atmosphere, I think, yeah. And I really, hats off to everybody else who uh, who puts uh, together, especially a literary festival, because one, it's not easy. Two, uh, they all tend to be dope. And maybe because, I mean, book lovers are just really nice people. Yes, yeah. so I, I hope they're taking notes because you have given them a lot of material, honestly yeah. and truly. For free. You know? Which I think is, is a nice way for us to wind down because, I mean, mm-hmm. how, how, how many more gems do these people want? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and what are you going to bring us next time if, yeah. if, if I extract everything? You, you know, everything. we are socialists in this house. We, we, we don't engage in that extractive <laughs> ethic, you know. <laughs> so just yeah. to, to wind us down, maybe you could tell us what book you're currently reading because I was, I was going to ask you your favorite book, if you remember, and then I was like, let me tell you what happens when someone asks me my favorite book. <clears throat> All thought disappears, like, you know the way you have you have this book you like you've been telling yeah. everybody you've been pressing it into everybody's hands you've yeah. been sending people the library link or the Kindle link. The moment you ask me, Nyambura, what's your favorite book? It's gone. No thoughts, just vibes. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'll ask you what you're currently. And reading. I think that's an unfair question because that's an answer can can switch. Mm-hmm. You know, from mm-hmm. day to day, from <laughs> week to week, you read something else and you're like. This is the best thing I've ever read. So I don't think it's fair to ask somebody, like, what's your favorite book? That's like an unreader thing, right? <laughs> Not that. <laughs> Not unreaders. <laughs> what's your favorite color? <laughs> or a... You're or really a... coming for the people here. Or a pre- treating date question. <laughs> we, are, we are trying to establish common ground. Mm. What's your favorite color? <laughs> Not colors. Yeah, so um, um, I'm a reader. I'm a polyreader. Is there a word for it? Polygamist reader. As in you read more than one book at a time? Yeah, because I'm a mood reader. So I'll wake up and... These I'll... are my people. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll be like, hmm... I feel like tackling a non-fiction or I need to get through this day. Where's that motivation? Or, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, or I have mental space. Let me read something impossibly difficult. So currently I... Hey, I the notebook is being open. 
I'm majorist because I don't want to discriminate. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me just start with some books that I've just finished reading that, yeah, mm-hmm. blew my mind. So I just finished The Mothers by Brie Bennett. <sighs> yeah. A moment of silence. Mm-hmm. That's all. I, and then uh, A Long Petal of the Sea by Isabel Allende. Allende, mm-hmm. I believe that's how you say it. Oui, oui. It, I mean, si. Because two L's is yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, Allende. That's the, the, the second thing I gleaned. I was telling Wendy earlier that I once wrote on my CV that I, I could speak Spanish. <laughs> and then in an interview, had to reveal that yeah. it was the Excel. <laughs> That I had put on my, you know, they were like, I know how to use Excel. Yes. Then it turns out you know how to input things yes. in cells, basically. So, yeah. You know I how to it. open and close it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful book. I don't know why I'm just discovering her now. But, yeah, I'm you're, glad you're, I'm here. You're in luck because there's so much for you to read. I know. Mm-hmm. I saw she's a prof- prolific writer and not very young. So, I think she has a whole body of work. Mm-hmm. So, I cannot wait. This some some of the books I have I read. Uh, these have been audio books, but I want the hard copy books. Mm-hmm. Please don't don't ask. It's a bad habit. Sometimes I read an ebook or an audio book, and then I'll be like, no, this one I have to own because in future, who knows? I might not have that app or that library subscription, and I will need to revisit it. What will happen then? Hey. This is for next time. Please <laughs> keep, stay on the list. Okay, good. <laughs> <clears throat> then uh, I just started on How Beautiful We Were. Mm-hmm. In Bolombue. Sis, I'm not speaking on it because I just started it. Yeah. And uh, still currently reading The Four Winds. I think I tweeted about this and you were like, ah, tell me about it. Mm-hmm. I, I found it so... Oh, by Christine Hanna. Um... I had no expectations going on, but it's so no, no, not in a bad way. Like I had not read any reviews. I'm I had, sorry, I have very chaotic <laughs> energy, so <laughs> not in a bad way. Uh-huh. I, I had not read any reviews. I'd never heard of her, so I was like, just yeah. And it's really, really a nice tale. And of course, I'm reading, still reading. Many months later, Imperial Reckoning. <sighs> Because violence has to be taken in small bits. Uh, yeah. And there's a book that I'm reading that usually when I just want to empty my mind. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I know that feeling. No thoughts, just vibes. <laughs> <laughs> mostly when I just want to like, this usually happens when I'm winding down the day. Probably I'm in bed. I'm like, okay, I could squeeze 20 minutes. Uh, White Olinda. White Olinda by Janet Fitch. Yes. How many are those? One, two. Not, not, not one, not two. I mean. And I was about to start on Afterlives, which is a book club selection for Somanami books that I've been putting off with my slow reading, but I still haven't started two weeks to the book club meeting. So send prayers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. So that's my short list. Nice, nice. It's... I mean, shortlist is doing a lot of work here. But um, yeah. so, last question: mm-hmm. what, 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 what do we have to look forward to? You know, I mean, already just from this conversation, there are so many future episodes I am planning off of our conversation, yeah. and also so many times we when I will I'll buy you a drink back when you can 
drink alcohol. I'll, 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 buy, I'll buy you a <laughs> drink. Can I, can I get that in writing? Oh, no, please. We are recording this. You okay, know, this good. is on record. Oh. Yeah. I mean, irrefutable. And we won't be drinking chocolate, I'm promising you. Okay. Thank uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so um yeah, what what things do we do we look forward to from you and all of your bookish ventures? <gasps> Pressure. No, no, no. No, no, tell it could just be like, please, I already said the things. Pay attention to the things. <laughs> Go back in the recording, okay? Yeah. I said what I had to say. <laughs> I don't know why you have an Nigerian accent for the purpose of this section. Nigerians are probably going to murder me because, like, we don't sound like that. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're channeling your inner Lagosian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually channeling my inner Nollywood watch. <laughs> yes. Uh, <clears throat> retrieves five-year plan. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, really, I <laughs> I think if there's something that uh, the panoramic has taught us is that uh, plans can change, mm-hmm. right? So uh, right now I'm I'm in a, I'm traumatized to plan, so I'm just I'm living, but I really do hope that I can do more of what I'm doing in a bigger scale, um, get more people to get access to Somanami books, uh, grow that space, grow that book club, have more books, have more diverse books on Somanami books, um, throw dope events for books and wine. Ah, yes, have people drink more wine <laughs> <laughs> from Soman, uh, from uh, books and wine. And just, yeah. Yeah. Who? I mean, I'm really... Live my best bookish life. We love it for you. We really do. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you for joining us today. Joining me. I don't know why I'm saying us. You know, I contain multitudes. You, you and your multiplicity. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for, for coming on. I've been looking forward to talking to you for Aww. years, literal years. I mean, like thank talking you. to you with a mic, not talking to you. I talk to you often. But uh, talking to you with a mic for years. And it's so nice to have you. Mm-hmm. I look forward to all the future episodes where you're going to speak, I am definitely going to buy a box for a certain <laughs> so-and-so who is on this podcast yes. because I have been put on this spot, you in, know, live in 4K, <laughs> no <laughs> as less. the youth say. Yeah. Um, yeah, and thank you so much for listening slash watching this episode of 100 on Books. I'm so happy to be back and I can't wait for the next one.